Hi. Hello. How to hi to all the listeners of uh, Savizar. Uh, it's me, Mustafa Saeed. I'm a photographer, visual artist. I'm part of the Funkino Collective, and we are here tonight to share our experiences, the space, the creativity, and art from all the way from Hargeisa. And I got with me on the table Najah and hi. Mustafa. Hi. Hello, everyone. Uh, uh, my name is Najah Mohammed Suleiman Harun. Uh, goes by Najah Harun on social media. Um, uh, I'm a visual artist, um, also interested in different mediums of art. Um, also uh, part of Funkena uh, Collective. Hi, I'm happy to be here. Um, it's a lovely evening in Hargeisa. And and really happy to be part of this. My name is Mustafa Ahmed, and I'm part of Funkena um, Collective. Um, I write, and I'm interested about contemporary art and everything Funkena Collective does. So happy to be here. We're trying to have such like some kind of a nice conversation without trying to make it very guided. We'll have different music and poetry while you listen to this. So stay tuned with us. Um, but we'd love to talk to you, Najah, about your art. I think because you were away for doing a residency a while ago in Kenya, Nairobi. Would you tell us something about that? Because you've been doing a, res- a whole series on that. Yeah, I, I don't know. I have done a collection uh, in the residency. It was a small collection uh, because the residency was very <laughs> short. <laughs> so the, it was a. Um, uh, it was very nice. Uh, it was an East African uh, res- residency in Nairobi. Uh, so we were three uh, different, uh, we, we came from different countries like Ethiopia, um, me who came from Somaliland and another artist who came from uh, Zimbabwe. Uh, so um, yeah, it, it was an amazing uh, time because what made it more uh, unique was the different mediums that each one of us were doing. Uh, the Zimbabwean artist was a sculptor. The Ethiopian artist was a photograph, photographer and uh, also a sculptor, but he was focusing on the sc- photography. Um, and me, I was doing some paintings and poetry on the other side. So it was a... a Interesting. How long was the residency going on? Uh, a month and a half. A month and a half. So how, how, how many artworks were you able to create in those uh, period of time? Um, I have done like seven artworks and a couple of writings along the way. Yeah. And how long, look, before that residency, how long would it take, used to take you to, to finish up like a, a series or a couple of artworks or one artwork? Like, normal basis, it's easy, like it's faster because I'm working in my studio. Um, but now you have to like uh, mingle with people mm, and, yes. you know, uh, also have an experience outside of the studio and not only focus on the work because the whole, the idea of the residency wasn't also like always about uh, doing the work. It was also about um, exchanging and talking and seeing galleries and visiting studios and so on. So the program was f- so filled and it was so hard like to focus on the work on itself because you also wanted to experience the art scene in Nairobi from you know a different perspective because yeah. It's interesting because usually we don't have such an I uh, haven't done no residency before and. Um, um, I started working as a photographer, visual, visual artist in Hargeisa like for the last eight to nine years. 
so I haven't I wasn't able to see someone who's from our area from the same region who was able to get such an opportunity because I haven't done hypnosis before so it was interesting for me to hear and see your experience while you were doing that it's yeah. interesting yeah one thing I really loved about the residencies is uh, my whole idea about the residencies changed when I went there because I thought like when I go there I would only focus on the work but as I said the idea of the residency is also to experience that country and that the art scene of that country that you went into, uh, experience the artist that you are living with because we were living, talking about art, you know, the same way that we are talking right now about like in Fenkena, we talk about the same, like sometimes I'll th- think like, oh, I had the same experience and the same scenarios with my friends in Fenkena, but now I'm having it on other table in all the way in Nairobi. So yeah, it, it felt so amazing. That's interesting, because as you, as most of, I think you, when it comes to the three of us, I think you have the most experience when it comes to create, like working in a creative space, because you were a librarian yeah. and a researcher, writer at the cultural center. Yeah. So how was that experience like for you? It helped you to uh, develop yourself? Because I know you're gonna get, go for residency on April. Shall yes. I? Would you tell us something about that? Yeah, it's actually very interesting uh, when you talk about like the experience and. Uh, because to, at the end of the day, it will come to sharing knowledge and exchange with other people. So uh, with with my experience, uh, was one that opened my eyes to the different realities, like different possibilities and different ways to engage with one particular subject. And and as you know, like uh, in our country, like Somalia, like we don't have damaged spaces and opportunities to have conversations about issues that affect our society and communities and in, in a way that's not uh, uh, either political or um, you know institutionalized in such a way so I think in these mediums in terms of writing uh, it gave me the opportunity to explore um, uh, and have the freedom to to, to uh, you know a flexibility to engage in different um, aspects so on one side I can think of um, um, writing about music because it's something I really love, I'm passionate about, but at the same time, uh, literature. Uh, I'm, I'm reading a novel, I'm, I'm certainly interested in to write about what these novels tells us about like the society we live in or um, how Somalis are trying to now uh, produce more um, written work instead of instead of the orality and, and the poetry. So I think it's for me, it's, it's, it's a very mixed experience. I, I, I like to be um, flexible. I like to be uh, ex- like explorative, and then see what what I can do with different uh, mediums. Um, uh, with, with and, and, I, and I, share, like, I, I like the fact she was saying like uh, with the residency is more of a uh, not like focused on arts per se, but also engaging with different aspects, including like conversations with people, uh, visiting different spaces, uh, and I think that's pretty much the same with the one uh, I'm going to um, uh, uh, this April. Uh, it's an institution called Library of African African Diaspora. Uh, it's based in Ghana. It's one of the most interesting um, spaces um, in the continent. I'm really proud of like the work, uh, the, the founders of this library and they, they did. Because like it's preserving and sharing African and African diaspora um, contribution to literature, to writing, um, so so the residency is called Black Atlantic Residency. Uh, it's uh, it brings together a group of um, twelve people, 
coming from different places within the continent and then African diaspora. Um, and I'm, and I'm from Somaliland, it's me. Uh, also, we have um, someone from Ethiopia, East Africa. So it's, it's good to have like that presence in such space. Um, and the whole idea is what Africa means to us, like uh, write about what Africa means to you. And so, so, so we have a photographers, we have um, um, uh, different artists, we have writers. Uh, and I'm interested to uh, write about Somali um, fiction and how Somali writers trying to address one of the com issues like that affect the community, including um, social um, social marginalization of certain communities and how the idea of fiction tackles this. So I think it's it's um, something I'm really excited um, to, to do, but also like I'm, I'm happy because the, um, the, the residency, uh, the, the, the library, the institution that's hosting the residency, uh, they've, like they've been doing a great work in terms of um, preserving oral culture uh, and doing oral history programs with West African women, and it's something I've been doing in Somalia and, and like focusing on, you know, documenting the stories of of a different aspects using the oral history. Um, so, so I'm really I'm, I'm really passionate about, it. and it's something I like with funky space too, because like when you when you walk to this space, like if you, you find different people doing different things and coming together just to share something that we think is important for the community and yeah, having that um, constant conversation, so yeah. As you mentioned, it was always hard to find people who have the same interests or the same background or the same kind of uh, passion about art or photography or writing or poetry and the country, maybe poetry has always existed in different platforms and different people who are poets. But to see someone who's an author and, or a writer or a photographer or a visual artist to be able to find someone and connect with them, ask them, uh, maybe learn from them or collaborate with them has been always uh, not, not existing in, in my like, uh, experience. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it was really interesting how we, we were able to come up with this and meet up and create this. And yeah, and I'm hoping that we'll be able to maybe meet up because I don't think uh, the creative people are only just the the twenty something or the thirteen something of us who are in the same chat group who yeah. meets up with Fakina. Yeah. yeah, I'm hoping that this kind of collective or maybe the the idea, uh, the ideology itself, can grow up, yeah. grow and maybe um, contain more younger older creatives that lives in the city or the region i hope yeah. so they will be able to see more and more someday yeah, yeah hopefully yeah and, and it's something i really like about the funkinet space is you see uh emerging voices uh for example if you see the people who show up in the events and programs we do you meet someone uh, and they get inspired because of like you know what we're doing here um, uh, because it's also based on the conversations I had with people. Uh, uh, someone who writes poetry but never shared the poetry with a group of people. Now they're saying, okay, now it's such a space is encouraging me to do um, more performance. Um, so it's like it's like it's like a sp you walk in uh, to area where you find people who are willing to talk to you about the things you're passionate about. It's really blessing. It's something. It's, some, it's, it's, it's something. Something really positive. I think it's. Um, I think that's what people need, especially those of us like who love such spaces. We we really uh, we you know yearning for such thing and and yeah and yeah. yeah.
think we're talking to the majority of the younger generation who's been always like uh, involved at the space that we have now it's like um, I don't want to say the Gen Z because we don't have that term in, in our country but I'll mm-hmm. say the social media generation that yeah. we have yeah. here yeah. that used to just posting huh? the dot com generation yes yeah. has been always like engaged and sharing their own experiences on art online but maybe they didn't learn or they didn't have the experience or the blueprint of meeting up approaching other creatives and asking them things learning from them collaborating with them meeting them in some spaces to talk to them so it has been always like maybe seeing like 40 things to them so I'm and I, for a long time even myself I was doing that uh, 10 years 10 something years ago when I was just posting my work on Facebook without approaching and seeing anybody who's doing the same thing so maybe we're hoping with this, such kind of a space that we have now and uh, the message that we're trying to send is like to gather up and do things together uh, grow grow as a creative community artistic community in the city like uh, how 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 were you able to survive as a visual artist like before maybe meeting all of us because I think I don't want to say we are the first collective in the country or in the city but for a, such a group of people to meet up weekly or monthly to do creative things has been something rare or foreign in this region so how was it always for you as an artist to create things um the whole process of like creating art as a visual artist was a bit lonely because there like at, at least from my perspective and like I, I wasn't aware of a of a um, place that other creative people can gather or at least organized by other creative people Yeah, um, artist that I can uh, share the same experience come uh, work or either um, you know discuss uh, what's on the table because sometimes it's not about the work as I say sometimes it's sometimes it's about the conversations that you're going to have with black minded people like talking about the same kind of uh, uh, ideas that you want to create about or talk about Um, so yeah, I feel like that's what makes uh, Funkina bit like unique because uh, it was created by um, a group of artists and from different mediums who understands what uh, each medium and each uh, artist need. So each one of us are, is bringing like uh, something on the table. And it's the same, like, going back to the residency that I went to, the, the collective that did the residency, they were also a creative, like, bunch of artists who started having this a hub or creative space. They came with, like, three artists came together. They started a studio, and now, after 10 years, they're having residencies all over the East Africa. Uh, so yeah that's what makes uh, thinking also unique because it was created by an artist uh, creative people who understands what other creative and artists need uh, so yeah I think when it comes to the other creative spaces uh, or the creative movements that exist in the region in the Horn of Africa East Africa I think they have been always blessed of having something tangible like uh, an art or collective that has been transmitting with time maybe the civil war the problems that has been happening in this region that we live in as in Somaliland or in Somalia we always have that problem of things have been stuck for a while so maybe as in Kenya or Ethiopia or those other places 
luckily they have been able to trace back to other movements because it's, it's, it's kind of a mistake for us to say maybe we are the first collective but maybe we are the first collective l- to see other collective existing mm-hmm. since long time before so mm-hmm. maybe in other places they have been blessed with the idea of tangibility something that has been transmitting and you can see how things have been changing and developing with time so maybe that big gap that we had maybe created some, some kind of a uh, non-existing uh, outgoing uh, tangibility and creativity maybe I think so have you been able to see because as, as any experience yourself you've been working in the cultural center in Hargeisa cultural center and you've been witnessing the Hargeisa international book fair where they had to invite all these different artists and the older generation that has been doing things since after the colonial times and yeah. creating so you how how was that able for you like to be able to bridge that gap and maybe learn more about it i don't know how i think i think i think it's a very instrumental thing um uh and it's something i really like to say uh now what we're doing is we're building on the previous work others did uh uh the book fair and other initiative is one of them uh and i like the idea of bringing people together as you said and uh, it's 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 something like we need Uh, I think for me it was like um, it's like a society having a dialogue a conversation you know delving into the past but also talking about like the present uh, and, and 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 having like people from all generations and the young generation interact and have it, it creates some sort of a dialogue uh, but also you see like what we missing uh, in terms of like um, of the spaces because like it's, it's now it's based in Hargeisa but What about other places that need to have the same um, sort of dialogues and, and conversations? But for me also, um, the, 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 the thing that is very important is the connection we have with the rest of the world or rest of um, Africa. We um, kind of isolated from what's happening. And it's something like most of you, you were saying, like this country is able to do have something, some, some sort of continue continuity but for us it's like we're stuck somewhere so it's i think one of the one of the things that changed that is that the fact that we have people coming from everywhere like from every corner coming coming to Hargeisa having the conversation with people writing about like the experiences but at the same time bringing books so so i think that for me that created the idea that what we're doing is not it's not it's not happening in a vacuum it happened in a wider context It having a wider context of a community that's struggling to uh, catch up with the rest of the world, but also um, tackle some important issues like the community face, including like, uh, like uh, for example, poverty, uh, social issues. This kind of issues like it's not a breeding ground for creative space. It's like it is. It's, it's, it, it doesn't encourage. So it's um, so like so like us. We we doing we doing we doing something. In a very, in a very challenging space, I would say, um, and, I, and 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 this is what makes this work important. Like we 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 paving the way for the others to come, and it's happening. Uh, um, and that's why I love the idea of um, digital space. Like many many people, many people like Somalis now they write and they present online. So to, so to have to have a space like they can come and talk about this and. Um, you know, present books and talk about books. You know how people now go to book events in Hargeisa? Like, you, this one event, like more than 1,000 people will show up. That was very different, like if you 
you know if you go back like five years ago ten years ago so it's like it's like it's like a journey and, and i like the way it's going i know like there's a there's always challenge it's a but, slope but but, it's but, 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 but 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 yeah we, we, we we're going somewhere and yeah. i like that yeah. i like the prospect of this i think such kind of uh rather than uh, and, 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 and i don't think nothing can be done or created from scratch unless something that has been existing ongoing exactly. oh, yeah. so i think even for us like doing kind of a creative workshops or having an open mic night we couldn't have that kind of a bravery to create something new unless we knew something else has been done or mm-hmm. let us try something different oh, yeah. Yeah. so like creating the the uh, film festival which we had uh, the fourth edition in the last couple of four, the, the last couple of weeks, uh, we were creating a film festival once every month that had different theme, and with it we were able to have uh, our film festival on an online platform where international filmmakers from around the world, uh, professionals and students were able to send their own movies based on a theme that we were giving them. So that itself, we, I don't think we were, we could have had that kind of a like motivation or encouragement unless we've seen some other creative things has been done maybe in a smaller scale or bigger scale yeah exactly we're hoping this will be something ongoing that we'll be able to create something bigger in the future rather than just asking for filmmakers to bring their own films online but to be able to come by themselves physically here create programmings and like uh, trainings for younger filmmakers or professionals to to maybe someday we'll be able to have our own cinema movements because I come from the last generation that was able to witness f- movies in a cinema. And since 2005, no cinema or no public film viewings has been happening in a long time. So for us to be able to have a film festival where younger generational people have never had to sit in a room with 40, 50 people and watch movie together and then talk about it, and it's something really experience. interesting. What do you think of the open mics or the exhibitions? Because we had a few yeah. exhibitions, art exhibitions too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I think I think for me, one one of the things that's uh, interesting is the um, the weekly conversations we started um, called Shahi Shahan, which is something uh, I really um, like and it's something I look forward every week. Uh, basically, it's a simple conversation of a cup of tea, hence the title Shah, uh, and Shahan means art. Uh, so also, it's like it's like it's like a podcast, and what we try to do is to have a very interactive conversation uh, with various um, creatives, uh, and all like and the, the whole the whole point is to create a conversation where people who are not often on the stage get the opportunity to talk to people about the work and what they do and uh, so uh, as we know um, within within our Somaliland country within our Hargeza we, we we tend to see uh, poets or you know it's, it's it's very common like for them to to be on the stage often like singers but we don't hear for example the voices of uh, the artists people who do painting uh, the, 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 the the people who, who do um, uh, graphic design, uh, people who do uh, broadcast programs, like those kind, th- those people they have, they usually on the on the on the on the, on the like behind the scenes. So for us, it's like a way, f- like for us to bring them on the stage and have a conversation. It's something I really love. It's something I I, I think it's very important, and the idea to have a broadcast also 
is creating uh, an archive for this uh, so that people who are not there they can catch up and then see what's happening what's happening there and then have the um, access so um so far we had um seven or six episodes um seven seven and and it's and it's and it's, and, it's, and, it's, and it's really positive like if you see like how many people are coming more people are willing to talk about things um, every time there's a new perspective something you, you, you like you haven't heard like it's yeah um, and I like that I like I like the fact that we're doing it is, is it very interactive but at the same time we're creating a podcast available in all platforms by the way like you can download um, and it's and it's something good at the fact also it's Somali language it caters to 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 to, to people um, to have such conversations in the language and then listen to a podcast. It's something something really positive we're doing. It's interesting always to have some kind of a trace back, something that people can trace to. Uh, whenever people will Google up something, it needs to uh, creative creativity and art creations and anything that can motivate people to create art and maybe educate them is always good to always have something that can be traced back, something that can be archived. It's like the same thing with how we always um, try to enrich yourself with content, creative content. Creative content might be lacking uh, when it comes to places where you can go and find it because the collectiveness might not exist, the platform might not exist, but to be able to get all these different voices and you can find them in the right place, either in a podcast, either in a publication, either in a website, either in a radio program, it's always something interesting that needs to be always done. Um, yeah, so it will, I think, create, and with this kind of application, we're trying to come up now that called Fancide, that can be uh, be read as a fun site for anybody who doesn't kind of read Somali it's, uh, itself. It's something that we need to keep it and make it ongoing. Because grow, 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 growing up in Hargeisa, I wasn't able to find any kind of... Uh, something creative that I can read about because whenever you hand yourself uh, whenever you find a book it's either international book that has been made somewhere outside uh, magazines is the same thing but you can find fiction some other books but nothing related to creativity and art in general so mm-hmm. um, being able to have something tangible that may be a publication that might not be printed but maybe a zine that can be digital uh, where people can read about poets artists, creative things, quiz games and things like that is very interesting because as, as I was mentioning before we were talking about how newspapers has been always the, the tangible thing that people can get something from but there's always something related to politics uh, social issues that might not have a lot of social impacts in the way that's always presented in newspapers but something that always stems from a very political background yeah, it's, it's, it's very good to talk about the fancy now because it's um, it's like a testament to the blending we want, like and like weaving together articles, short stories, poetry, um, cartoons, because uh, um, like we want to make it more um, interesting and find a publication that caters to different um, um, different audiences. Um, I think also um, it captivates like both accessibility and enjoyment it's accessible to people so uh, that's why like we're thinking like to um uh, to to include all these mediums and as you said like it like we we need something that captures like the art and creativity and 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 everything that funkin stands for um so i think with now 
having uh, a written, uh, you know, in our language, different medium. I think it's a very good thing to have. Um, and speaking from my experience as a librarian, it's something I would love to see in the shelves now. Uh, because you, you don't tend to see such kind of things with our titles, like represented like your stories, like the things you're doing, uh, what's happening in your city or your country. In daily life. Yeah, in daily life. Uh, you, you go to a library and then you don't see those things. So I think it's a very good thing um, to have. And yeah, I, I'm, I'm really looking forward um, uh, for this. And, and I feel like it will connect a lot of dots uh, in uh, in the creative side of in, uh, in our community. Another point like I wanted to also share is the perspectives, uh, the different perspectives that Finkana can bring to the table. For example, the first exhibition that we done uh, had the Hangol. Yeah, that, that, that's really good when it comes to that kind of publication. I hope that we'll be able to create more and more with it and hope that maybe make it like some kind of a uh, public publication that people can come up and use so what, what when it comes to something that we can create in the future what, what are some of the future things that you wish we can do through Fankena Najah uh, of course more exhibitions uh, for example like we started Fankena we opened the Fankena with the exhibition uh, it's called Hangol uh, how many artists like we, we participated like 16 12? 16 16 artists and I don't know how to explain Hangol to everyone, but Hangol is a traditional um, tool that's used uh, like in like in the older generations. Uh, nowadays, like no one use it anymore. It's used, but it's not so, like something that's very common. Uh, common. Anymore. Okay, let me say like something not common, commonly used uh, in this generation. But what I really loved about the, that exhibition was uh, the perspectives and the different perspectives that art could, could bring to the society. Um, how we see her goal from this different angles. Like for example, from my perspective, I remember like when I took the goal from Fenkena, I was like, what should I do with it? What should I do with it? And then suddenly I was having a conversation with my mom and I was like, Hoyo, what, what do you remember from Hangolka? And then she was like, she told me something from that hint i was like okay i know what i'm going to create with it so and i came to the exhibition and i saw like different angles i maybe i focused most of like i focused uh on well, on womanhood and how uh, hangol can represent in that sense uh, another artist used it in different medium so it was really beautiful way for even society to experience Hangol all over again uh, from different angles. So uh, what I'm wishing for is like more exhibitions and hopefully we are going to plan for more uh, in the future sense. So yeah. Yeah, and, and, and I think it's also, um, if I look back, how it, how, how it ties to how it has to like the, the idea of Fan City as a publication. It's trying to capture the activities we're doing here, including the, 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 the exhibitions, the, the ones we did, the ones uh, we're going to do this year, uh, the, 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 the film festivals, the workshops, every activity like we're trying to do. So it's very cold um, package, like.
for 20 years in a parindole turned out to be as blind as his grandfather. I was blind to see. I was blind to see goats other than lean meat and feast material. Now, now I see. Now I see the beard they grow has wisdom in each follicle. Herd mentality is the curse of their kind, just as we are. But one has risen to be an individual. And the name Rer Hergisa had bestowed upon him proves it. Ali Uraye is what we call that behemoth. I must admit, I'm biased to admire Ali simply because my favorite Abdi is also named Ali. But when I first encountered Ali, not my Abdi, I smelled him first before I glimpsed any of his horns and at smell it was judgment day compressed. Such unholy odor could have sworn someone sprinkled acid in the air or it melted my nostril hair. And as a person going through balding, taking it personal is instinctual. A basalo of hair rooted in Abdi Bidharle in that transformation rising in worth for all the fallen martyrs of genetics. I asked my friend Mu'min, what's that stinky shit? And he replied, ever so brief, it's Abdi. Mu'min pointed at the goat and said, that is Ali. To you English speakers, it's funky Ali. My consumer mentality was crushed at that moment and it manifested itself in the form of hysterical laughter. The lessons this magnificent creature conceived in my young brain without uttering a word but his usual awandi. Before memories and stories about him biled in my mind, I ridiculed the concept of incarnation. But now, maybe he was a mass murdering ancestor who's having another round as a four-legged mammal. Witnessing how truly free he was, that's a wonder he gifted me among many. Championing and embodying anarchist, absurdist, and mystical rhetorics, countless aspects of his character made food for thought, a feast indeed for the meditators on life. He broke free from his meek cattle nature and ascended into human-like statehood. For all the stated and many withheld, cause aman kisi kamago sankara, or this will be feature length. Ali Oraye deserves deep respect. No cow, no camel has this much lore. Simply can't be compared to the herd. Many before you arrested, submerged in marak, ending at the bellies of men, but oh Ali O. Oh, Alio, you're just uncooked and undevoured.
so far from a place I thought to be home. This is a poem inspired by my own experience and the experience of many youth who were born and raised in a different land and suddenly found themselves facing cultural and environmental shock in the homeland, tackling basic life issues and questioning their identity and background and the journey through self-acceptance. This poem is called Homeland Strays. In a land far away, where cultures collide, there lived a girl with her soul untied. Her first language foreign to her peers, her roots a mystery, a puzzle indeed. Raised in a different land, she felt out of place, yearning for a connection, a familiar stream. Deep in her heart, a longing unfolds, homesickness in her own home evolves. Oh, she's alone, long, long, denying her identity's call, rejecting her heritage, afraid to stand tall, lost in the shadows of doubt and despair, dwelling in the past and the burdens to bear. In a third world zone, trapped, she questions her fate. Why me, she weeps, seeking an escape. But within her tears, a strength defending against the malaise, a fire within her, Refusing to fade, she fought through the darkness, each thought so bleak, resilient and determined, her spirit did speak. She shrugged off criticism and scorns that came, for she knew her worth and it fueled her flame. Baby steps she took toward accepting her place, embracing her heritage finally, finding her peace. Amidst the wreckage of hope, she sought to see the art and beauty that lie beyond the rail. In the strait, 
she discovered her calling's grace to show her land's beauty alluring in a place. She painted landscapes with words of pride and veiling her culture, the colors so bright. Her purpose now clear, she stood strong, a beacon of inspiration right where she belonged. So let's talk about this girl, her journey so profound. From denial to acceptance, her growth unbound. She celebrated the little faults, no longer a bold, a storyteller, an ambassador of her own. She showed the world the beauty she had known. So let her tale inspire, let her spirit ignite. In the depths of uncertainty, find your own light. For within the strait, there is a purpose to find. And like the girl, let your purpose unwind.
Amar ilahi wey. 